Hey, welcome to the Walk On Podcast, a podcast to help you take your next step in your faith journey with Jesus. I'm Brent Faulkner. In this episode, I want to share with you a simple principle with profound implications, something I've been reminded of recently. The principle, God fills the spaces you create. Now, we see this principle in in Scripture in a very tangible way with the tabernacle in Exodus chapter 40. And when you read the book of Exodus, what's interesting about the flow of the book is that the the focus, the climax, isn't on what necessarily we focus on. We, We often, when we look at Exodus, we focus on moments at the beginning of the book, like the burning bush or the plagues that face uh, Pharaoh or the parting of the Red Sea. But the book of Exodus actually builds to have a focus on the tabernacle. Nearly half of the book is about the tabernacle, specific instructions about how it's to be built, um, specific instructions about the furnishings and the role that the um, furnishings are supposed to play in the tabernacle and how it's supposed to operate and the role of the priests in the tabernacle. The entire book builds then to the, the ending of the book in chapter 40, with the climax being when God's presence fills the tabernacle. Chapter 40, verse 34, we're told that the cloud covered the tabernacle and the glory of the Lord filled it. God fills the spaces that you create. And I think there are a couple of profound implications that flow out of that that we see in the tabernacle. The first profound implication is that God wants space in our lives. And this is often just an assumption for many of us, but, but when you stop and think about it, it's profound that God, the creator of the universe, the eternal almighty God, wants space in your life. For those ancient Israelites, the tabernacle in many ways was a renewed version of the Garden of Eden. If you take any time to read through the details of how the tabernacle was constructed and the the details of how it's to be made, there's all kinds of symbolism in and around the tabernacle that points back to the Garden of Eden. The three-part structure of the tabernacle mimics the three-part description of the garden. There's cherubim statues that guard the entrance to the Holy of Holies in the same way that cherubim guarded the entrance to the Garden of Eden. The lampstands and the menorah in the tabernacle mimicked the tree of life in the middle of the garden. The entrance to the tabernacle faces east, just like the garden um, entrance faced east. And the language to describe the priest's roles in the tabernacle was the same language that God gave Adam to work and to care for the garden. And in the descriptions of um, how the tabernacle is to be built, There are seven different times that God speaks instructions to Moses, and the descriptions of the tabernacle are in this this group of seven, and the group ends with saying that Moses rested from the work of the tabernacle, language that mimics the creation account. You see, the tabernacle was meant to evoke this big idea of the garden, Right, that God is for his good creation and God wants to dwell with it. With the tabernacle, God was again trying to dwell with his people. The tabernacle was a, a tangible, visible reminder that God was with the Israelites in the desert. 
He was dwelling with them and they could encounter him and engage with him. So God, the creator of the universe, eternal, almighty God wants space in your life. He wants to be with you. He wants to dwell with you. And we can experience that. It's more than an assumption. It's this profound perspective changing reality. The other implication that we get from this is that the spaces we create aren't for God. They're actually for us. I mean, God doesn't need a space. He's already here. The spaces we create are for us to become more aware of God's presence. And so for the ancient Israelites, they built the tabernacle and they kept it at the center of their camp. And anywhere that God led them and they set up camp, the tabernacle would be in the middle of it as a tangible reminder that God is at the center of the Israelite identity. That the tabernacle wasn't necessarily because God needed a place to dwell. The tabernacle was a reminder for the people that God was with them. The space was for them to see that God was with them, for them to be reminded that God isn't far off or distant. In fact, the times that we think he is, it's just often that we fail to notice his imminent presence in our lives. Our hearts and our focus are often what's far off and distant not God. And so the tabernacle is a reminder of the truth found in the Garden of Eden that God wants space in our lives, that God wants to be with us and for us. It's a reminder that the spaces we create aren't for God, they're for us. It's spaces that we carve out so that we can notice God's ever-present existence in our lives. And this idea of the tabernacle continues throughout the New Testament. When John chose to write down an account of who Jesus was by creating his gospel, he chose to open it with words that pointed back to the creation account and pointed back to the garden. And then in John chapter 1, verse 14, describing Jesus as the Word, and the Word was with God, And he says, and the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And that word dwelling is actually the word for tabernacle. In other words, John is pointing back to this idea of the tabernacle as the tangible presence of God with his people and equating that to Jesus, saying Jesus is the fullness of God dwelling. He's tabernacling. He's with his people. And in the early Christians, after Jesus' death and resurrection and ascension to heaven, took this idea of of the temple and the tabernacle and connected it to the body of Christ, to the church. Paul, writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 3.16, connects the dots between the temple or the tabernacle and the body of Christ. He says, don't you realize that all of you together are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God lives in you. So where the progression throughout Scripture starts with God's presence in a tabernacle and then later the temple, then moves to God's presence in the flesh with his people and Jesus himself, then moves to being in the presence of the church, of the body of Christ. And so the spaces that we create no longer have to be temples or tabernacles. Instead, 
They can be spaces in our own hearts and in our own minds, spaces in the relationships that we have with other followers of Christ. And so when God fills the spaces that we create, the profound implication is that those spaces no longer have to be something removed from us. The spaces are in our hearts and in our own minds and in our relationships with other followers of Christ. God fills the spaces that we create. A simple but profound truth with amazing implications that we can experience God, that God wants to be with us and that he is with us. It's just a matter of us carving out the space to become aware so the question is, what spaces are you creating in your day? In this spring, I was uh, playing on a beach with my boys. And we were just a little bit up from the water line, and we're digging holes in the sand. And the funny thing about digging in the sand is, is as you're digging, the moment you stop, the hole starts to fill back in. And I don't know about you, but I found that, that my life and my schedule is like that. Now, I don't have to choose what fills it, right? Things just naturally fill in. And so I want to be intentional about creating spaces for God to fill. And that can look like a lot of different things for different people. It could look like scripture reading or meditating on scripture, spending time in prayer. It could look like silence and solitude where you just listen. It could look like taking a walk outside or riding a bike or a variety of other personal habits. But the key is that those habits are done with intentionality to create space for God to fill. And I know sometimes these types of discussions can bring guilt or shame for the ways that we haven't been intentional in our lives. And I don't want to guilt or shame you into creating that space. I just want to remind us of the profound truth that God wants to meet with us, that God is here with us. Our challenge is just to create some spaces so that we can focus on him and experience him, to cut out the noise and the distraction, to cut out the things that just continue to fill in our schedule and give some space to seek God. And so that could look like big chunks of time, where there's intentional practices and disciplines that happen. But it also could look like just little moments. I had a conversation with a friend a while back, and we were talking about our schedules and how busy they are and how it's hard to find some, some quiet time. And, and I had the idea of a, of a, a micro-devotional moment, right? these little, little tabernacle moments throughout your day where you can just take a couple of breaths, you can just say a couple of, of words as a simple prayer, as you can just become aware of God's presence with you, as you experience the warmth of the sunshine on your skin, or you experience the beauty of a moment of nature, or in a simple conversation with a friend, there's something that about that conversation that God uses, and you're reminded of his presence with you. Just those small little moments to create these tabernacle moments to recognize that God is there and to give him space to fill in. It's a simple yet profound truth. God fills the spaces that we create. So if your situation allows, I invite you to create some space for God to fill. 
So in this moment, we're going to do just a simple, reflective, prayerful exercise called an examine. It's a spiritual exercise that just reflects back on your day, trying to become aware of the ways that God worked and aware of the needs that you have. So I invite you to take a couple of deep breaths, and as you do, focus your mind and your heart on God's presence with you. And let me read from Hebrews chapter 10 to focus our mind on the invitation that we have to experience God's presence. Dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting Him. So God, we give these moments to You. We recognize that You are near, and we celebrate the truth that we can enter into Your presence with sincere hearts, fully trusting You to meet us, to love us, to guide us, to experience your presence. Amen. I invite you to think back through your day with a posture of gratitude. Bring to your mind the gifts from God that maybe you took for granted. Think about what were the experiences that caused you to feel closer to God, to feel at peace, joyful, happy, or comforted. Think about what were the experiences that caused you to feel disconnected from God? Ask God to help you understand where He was in those moments. Then ask Him to help you understand what those experiences can teach you about yourself or about Him. Now I invite you to think about what lies ahead in the rest of your day or in the next day. Where will you need God? What worries or obstacles are you facing? Think about your schedule in the days ahead. Where can you create space just for God? God is with you. God is for you. God's love is yours. So may we be intentional about carving out space 
to become fully aware of God's loving presence with us always throughout our days.